You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential at Earsports.com, part of the Paramount Podcast Network. I am Mike Casaza. All alone. And thank goodness for that. Not just because Chris Anderson is an aggravation. He's not quite likable. Surprises people. Sometimes me. But he had to slip the windbreaker on today and go coach Little League Baseball. Hey, my special thanks to Neil Brown and his staff for stretching out halftime a little bit, taking the time with the awards for Iron Mountaineer and the Nikolich Award, putting in a special teams period in practice went overtime a little bit maybe at least on Chris's clock he can't be here and I don't have to witness the victory lap of him absolutely nailing the player he picked to be the most buzzworthy following the game when we podcasted on Wednesday he said Preston Fox Preston Fox certainly the talk of the game well before because Chris mentioned him certainly during and certainly afterwards why well Mr. Fox from Morgantown High, Big Spring, mentioned by coaches, asked about by the media, and I include both of those because to me that's very important. You should have a distinction between who the media asks about and who coaches and players talk about. If a coach or a player is prompted to talk about someone, they're going to talk about that person. They're not going to ignore you and say, I don't have anything nice to say about that person. That person's not worth a quote in the story. No, they're going to say something, and it might not even mean anything. But if you don't ask the question and you ask a receiver's coach or a defensive back, what are you witnessing? Who do you like? And one name pops up again and again and again. Well, you probably should take that to mean something. And Preston Fox was one of those guys. And then when the media is out there and you get to watch them practice and you see the ball sticking in his hand and you see quarterbacks looking for him and progressions are coming back to him when they break the pocket because they know he's going to be open and they have a pretty good feeling he's going to make a play, well, that reinforces the words from others. Two eyes, one mouth. People say things, it matters. When you see it, it matters even more. And boy, did we see it today. Fox, five catches, 117 yards. And as good of a play as you're going to see by a receiver in the outside position when on a do-or-die play, he gets outside corrals the ball by kind of tipping it to himself, brings it in with one hand. And his teammates just kind of go, yeah, there, there goes Fox. He does that. And he catches everything, and now his peers catch everything because they notice this is a regular occurrence. And guess what? After the game, he gets a scholarship in the locker room. You knew that was coming. And when Chris and I spoke about him at some point earlier, it might have been a mailbag episode. I just kind of shook my head and I said, this is, this guy isn't going anywhere. Um, we've seen it. We've heard it. And it's not just the first time this happened. He had some of this progress last year. When you repeat it, it's hard to ignore. And he's going to be a guy in the combination in the conversation right now in, in the rotation of receivers there. Certainly Cortez Brandon coming in, outside guy. Jeremiah Aaron, inside guy. Probably how that's going to shake out. But pray there for Wheaton. They'll be there. Who knows? They might add somebody from the portal. Will Fox do this? against Big 12 cornerbacks, against Pitt or Virginia Tech cornerbacks? Don't know. No reason to believe he won't get the chance. So big day for him, big day for me, because I don't have to deal with the I told you so's from Chris. One team won, one team lost. I'm looking at a box score. It says 17-15 for the gold over the blue. 
So 22-21 was the final. A little bit of drama at the end. They kind of rotated in some quarterbacks toward the finish just to get guys in the field, and, and, and not just the quarterbacks, but offensive linemen, receivers, running backs. You, you saw attaboys out there. Hey, great spring, attaboy. Go out and get some reps. And they did that. Continuous clock for, I think, pretty much all but one series of the second half. And the one series that didn't have it, it was a two-play touchdown drive, which we'll get to. We're spinning the hands on the clock there to get out of there injury-free and to expedite the finish, which is fine. But then we did have some drama. It turns to be a 22-21 game. It ends up with Nico Marchio back out there with four minutes on a running clock, 440 to be exact, and can he do something? Um, he was pretty good on third down today, made something happen again, and then incomplete pass, sack, incomplete, incomplete. And you don't have the fairy tale ending there. And that's a bummer in that it's a bummer. You don't want to put too much about one day, one practice, into the five weeks. And, and for him, the entire offseason that he's been in, and I would imagine he's been on skates for much of it, it would have been cool if he can go out there and do something, but they matched up. The offense is good, but the defense is good. They made that a pressure situation. They wanted to see what he could do. Couldn't get it done, but that doesn't mean that the defense didn't do something to conquer that situation. Marchio finishes the day. Well, let's see here if I can combine the numbers because everybody played for both teams. Uh, he is 10 of 19 for 75 yards. Passing. For a while, he was the leading rusher in the game. He finishes with nine carries for 26 yards. And again, was pretty good on third down. Um, he moved a lot. He ran draw plays. He scored in a draw on a touchdown where I've seen them run the play that I think they were running. They ran it to the right once, but on this play, it was going to the left. And the whole thing parted in the middle. And I don't know if he called his own number or if this was the design and it was a deception on the grease board, but the middle parted and he walked across the goal line. And that's a red zone touchdown. And you take that. If that's heads up by him, awesome. And if that's the confidence the play caller has in your quarterback, also awesome. It was noticeable how much he ran. We think about Green as the runner. We've heard that Will Crowder is a runner. We saw Marchio as a runner today, too. So that was important, too. Let's just stick with quarterbacks since we're there. Garrett Green was your number one today, whether by process of the order they have or because of the first 14 practices. Um, Through an interception in the end zone on a pretty poorly thrown pass on a poorly conceived idea. Um, tried to hit a slot kind of fade that West Virginia will run every so often. Um, sometimes it's a, it's an out route to the post. Um, sometimes it's the fade, whatever. You've seen it before where the guy in the hash goes up the field, and it's one-on-one usually, and it was a good idea except that a safety named Aubrey Burks was there. Aubrey Burks has had a good spring in that free spot. Sounds like he's a keeper there, and he was effective today, but he watched that ball the entire time. Got a turnover out of it, interception in the end zone. That's points off the board for one team. That was probably the worst thing the Green did during the day. Did miss some throws, but difficult throws. Um, before those intercept, before that interception, had a great ball to Prather down the right side, and then overthrew some out patterns. But hey, those are long throws from near hash to far sideline. Burks makes a good play because he was in a position. Now, has he seen that play a bunch in the spring? I'm sure he has. He finishes the day. Five tackles and interception and looked the part out there, running around, making plays. He was in the action against the run, against the pass. Good for him. The story, though, is probably at the position going to be Will Crowder. Um, 14 for 24, 199 yards. Got hot a couple times, didn't really do anything bad. 
uh, got the offensive field goal at the end of the first half in a drill they really do work on. And then again, at the end of the game, they tried to put maybe Marquio in a pressure situation. They did that to Crowder at the end of the first half. And he gets the team down on, I guess, in the goal line. Uh, a pass interference on third down just gives them another snap. They would have kicked a field goal anyways, but it moved the ball to the two. And, and that was Crowder moving the ball down the field. Had some great throws. Um, they went deep with him a couple times early to establish things. He was sharp. Never really put the ball in danger. You know, you had an interception by Green. Marchio kind of dilly-dally in the pocket once, got stripped by Torres Simmons. Looked to me like he lost the possession, but they gave it to the offense. Little brother-in-law in there, probably. I make no accusations. But Crowder was pretty clean. No mistakes. Good for him. What we're going to talk about, though, when it comes to the quarterbacks, is not that one was better than the other. If you had to ask me, it's probably going to be Crowder that takes the crown for the day. It doesn't really matter. We know why. We won't get into that. Who did what doesn't matter. What they did, that does matter. Here are the numbers on vertical passes of 15 yards or more. Pro Football Focus uses 20 yards. West Virginia's stat broadcast uses 15. Uh, Marchio, from left to right in the three-thirds of the field, 0 for 3, 1 for 3, 0 for 0, 27 yards. Crowder, left to right, 2 for 3, 1 for 2, 0 for 3, 120 yards. Gary Green, 1 for 1, 1 for 1, 2 for 4. 121 yards. A lot of attempts. Six for Marchio. Eight for Crowder. Six for Green. 20 passes where they stretch at 15 yards or more. Listen, they want to be splashy. They want to be more explosive. They certainly worked on that today. And they have some guys who can do it. Um, James' vertical from the slot is a combination that can be effective. We've seen it before, but Harrell is also kind of committed to making that wide position a threat all across the field. It's not just short stuff. It's not just you know mesh across the field. You can get deep. And we saw Prather and, and Ford Wheaton can do that. Um, Prather opens the game. Big catch. Sam James catches a touchdown on a really nice throw from Crowder over the defense. Against, it was an odd look that I'll probably write about this week. I don't want to get into it, but there was an athletic component that I'll also get into on the defense that recovered, but the opening was there briefly, and Crowder saw it and threw it, and it was over Lance Dixon. It was over Sam James' shoulder, and it was there, but that was actually the design of the play, and it worked, so good for him. But a vertical throw. It can happen. And then, most telling to me, we started the second half. You know, the offense, defense in the first half, uh, more offense and defense, but then it kind of stagnated in a little bit. We start the second half, though. Green hadn't been great. We talked a lot about Crowder and what he did. We talked a lot about Marky and what he did. Well, they spot the ball in the 25. Green throws a 44-yard ball deep middle to Wheaton. That was maybe a little bit underthrown. Could have been a touchdown, but kudos to him for Wheaton, of course, for positioning his body, making the play. Next play, great ball from Green, 31-yard touchdown. Two plays, 75 yards, two vertical throws. Counts. That's what they did, what they can do. Now. A caveat from our preview podcast. If the offense was explosive, if it made plays, you had a lot of receiving yards, if you had yards after the catch, if you had big plays, well, we would really scrutinize that because the secondary does raise some questions before and maybe after a performance like that. I'm not sure the secondary is bad. I really don't think that's the case necessarily. Some good plays by Andrew Wilson-Lamp. We mentioned Burks. Wilson-Lamp really covered receivers really well with his length and his speed. He recovered a couple times so he didn't get back into plays. That was promising. Some of the damage done to the defensive backs, I don't want to name names, but true freshmen, uh, Tyron Woodby, Mumu Bin Wahad, listen, they're going to 
they're going to have days like that, and you'd much rather them be in practice and against your own guys than in the Big 12 and against conference competition. Not great for them, but hey, you grow from it, you learn. And probably more importantly, you saw plays in the safeties too. Um, you saw, like I said, the interception by Burks. Mallinger kind of ran around and covered some things up, didn't do anything outstanding. Marcus, Marcus Floyd was out there, had a pass breakup. Um, there, was, there were some encouraging signs out there. I don't think that's a, a problem at all with today. Now, will they add? We'll see. If you haven't seen it yet, go YouTube search Dante Wright. D-O-N-T-A-E-W-R-I-G-H-T. And check out his news conference from Thursday. Really honest, really open about the safeties that he coaches. He's a safeties coach. And that's that's the glaring issue in that secondary right now. You have Charles Woods at one corner spot. You have options led by Andrew Wilson-Lamp, but also you know Malachi Ruffin, the true freshman. You're going to get Jacoby Spells at corner. And eh, they might grab somebody else. Who knows? But they could be okay there. But they asked... You know, you ask right, hey, do you need more? No, I don't know if I need more right now. We'll see. Not my choice, but I take one, sure. I take a veteran, sure. And he's not going to take somebody who's young and is going to crowd the room because he really likes what they're doing. And the one thing you get from him is he's very optimistic about what those safeties can do. And you saw it today. And by the way, Christian Stokes rehabbing an ACL, getting closer, running around more. Man, if he gets a summer, that's another really talented player you can use back there in different situations. And that'll be interesting to watch. Um, they really empty the bench by the end of the day. You're noticing guys like Hershey McLaurin and Caleb Coleman running around and making plays. Um, that's good. Defensive line, at times, did a really good job. Um, hard to really say what they're doing. You know, pass rush is, is kind of, you can't really hit the quarterback. And there were some times where maybe there might have been a sack. But I think the quarterbacks are smart enough to know they could stay alive and make a play. Hard to tell running the ball. You know, you're kind of two-hand touching, especially the ones against the ones. They're not going to get their, their, their starters on offense dinged up in a scrimmage. So, you know, maybe they looked better against the run. Maybe they didn't look quite as good against the run. Who knows? But one thing we talked about, if the depth was going to be what they think it's going to be, you know, how do second line, third line guys do? And just some people who kind of stood out to me watching it. I thought Jalen Thornton, who was a guy that I mentioned, kind of a, I didn't want to say do or die, but one of those people who, listen, if, if, if this is going to be as good as it says, then guys like this have to be. Um, obvious had to become parts of this. Chris Pick, Chris Mayo. We saw him out there. Look good. Play a little bit of tackle. Move some people. Didn't get backed up a bunch. Was it his best day? Couldn't tell you. But you noticed him. Uh, and then Thornton, four tackles and was moving guys around and did some really good things. He played in the middle. He played on the edge. He played in even fronts. He played in odd fronts. That's a good piece they can use. And then, of course, you kind of know what you have with Dante Stills, Taj also on the outside, and Jordan Jefferson. Oh, boy, how about this? He played a lot of zero technique today, didn't he? Shade a little bit over the, the outside shoulders of a center. He got in between the guard and the center, but he was playing above the center a bunch in, in odd fronts, and he's strong enough to do that. He can do that, but as we've learned, they can slide guys around and do stuff. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm not sure that the offense was extremely vanilla. That's like the flavor of the day when it comes to spring games, purposely vanilla, strategically vanilla. It's like Neapolitan ice cream, right? There's three different flavors of vanilla. I think this was one-sidedly vanilla because I didn't think the defense did a whole lot. We saw a little bit of even front. We saw one kind of a schemed-up thing that didn't didn't work that, again, I think I'll write about later on. You probably saw it too. But kind of a continuation of the spring, which was let's just focus on the fundamentals and let's get really good at them. Let's treat this as the 15th practice. And by the way, let's not give Pitt a new quarterback, an entire returning offensive line, some pretty good skill position receivers, and running backs, the returning Blitnikoff winner, let's not give them a beat on what we're doing. And then, by the way, Kansas is a week later, too. So, um, 
that seemed purposely vanilla to me. I just, I'm not sure how much flavor there is to the offense right now beyond what we saw, too. They don't do a whole lot. They didn't do a whole lot. That's not a negative. They kind of did a couple things a day, a couple days a week for a couple weeks in a row, and you grow from that. You identify what you can do now. You weed some things out and didn't like this, and we're not ready for that. We'll do more of this, and from this thing we do well, we'll grow, extend, develop more. That's kind of how it goes. That's kind of how it's going to go. One thing you notice, though, there's swagger. They think they're going to be good on defense, and now they have some some zest on offense, a little bit of verve they haven't had before. We, we kind of suspect that they felt good about the defense, even with the losses, because, hey, they're more athletic, longer, faster, have a chance to do some things, to erase some mistakes, to make some highlight plays of their own that haven't before. You know, get off, getting off the field is a little bit easier when you can recover, when you can make up for mistakes with just, you know, athleticism, speed, getting on the ball, doing something. You get turnovers that way, you get stops that way. And they think that they're equipped to do that. Offensively, it's not a grind, I don't think, anymore, is what they would tell you, that they can pop a little bit, they can make some splash plays. Evidently, in the running game, James Gemitter, pretty interesting thing in the postgame, that every day they had two or three chunk runs, like, 40, 50 yards, or long touchdown runs. And you think about pop plays and scoring from anywhere in the field, yeah, probably going to be shots that you take with the passing game. If you can do in the running game, that's fine. It's also connected to the passing game. You start shooting the moon a little bit, you're going to back up safeties, definitely back up linebackers. And if you get a guy like Lynn J. Dixon or Tony Mathis running at a linebacker or a safety who's recovering into a play, you're going to give the offensive player the benefit of the doubt there. So creating space, taking the top off your defense, well, hey, that creates space underneath, and all of a sudden you run the ball better. And the goal is to, you know, Make a defense play right in the middle. Don't expect to anticipate anything because you don't know what's coming and you're afraid of getting hurt with either hand. Are those seeds planted today? Maybe. Probably during the past five weeks more so than today. Maybe they watered them a little bit, right? Maybe we saw some green popping up from the dirt. Think they got something going. They have some swagger, and it just sounds like it comes from the top. Having a quarterback's coach slash offensive coordinator with a bit of reputation and the mentality, the drive, the determination, the we're going to score every time approach to it, that's contagious and that rubs off. And, boy, you get ticked off if you're the defense. The other side has to put up with that all the time in practice. You probably get a bit of an edge, too, and, and that just sharpens what they have because, again, I think that they thought they were going to be on defense better than expected no matter who they lost. And you tell me, did you see flashes today that reinforced that? Did you see something that says, Mike? You're nuts. How can you get all this out of a spring game? I don't know. Maybe I just felt like talking to you for 18 minutes. And maybe it's your turn to talk to me. Let me know what you think. Is there swagger on offense? Do you feel like they're buoyed on defense, maybe above what they should be or what they could be based on who they lost instead of who they have? I guess more importantly, what from today either changes your mind or continues the way that you were thinking about one side of the ball, the other, or both. Find me in the comments. Find me tomorrow morning. Three things I think, three things I know. Chris will have more as well once he gets back. And I have to put up with the Preston Fox celebration. Congratulations to Fox. Congratulations, Nick Malone. Congratulations to the Iron Mountaineer winners. Zach Frazier. Jared Bartlett. Doug Nestor. Good guys, strong guys. Best of the winter workout. Recognize the end of the spring. Spring game, 12,000 plus in the stands. A lot of people feeling a lot of things about this team as the season approaches. We'll fill the time between them, but until that time arrives, I'm Mike Casaza. I'll talk to you later.
You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If. Ready PG.